0: Mystery was this computer nerd magician guy who imitated what he saw. He went, to, he went to bars and looked at it like a lab and he's like, okay, I have no idea why these guys are cool or why they're popular, but I'm going to try to deconstruct this and say, oh, these are the elements that make somebody popular.
1: Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast of exploration, vulnerability, and curiosity, in which I seek to bring more understanding and compassion to the human experience. This conversation was really fun to record. I had two guests who I've had on the podcast before, but who have never met or interacted with each other. And it was very exciting for me to bring them together. For this conversation about pickup artists, which is apparently a passionate topic for all of us, Um, kind of a (laughs) random topic in general, but it sort of came up, um, I'll explain it in the episode sort of like why we're talking about it now, because it's obviously a phenomenon that maybe is still going on, but I think it's pretty much died. Um, But a phenomenon that was like very popular about 10 years ago, or actually even more than 10 years ago. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I am very grateful to Sasha and Vivek for coming on and talking about this with me. I had a lot of like thoughts and strong opinions about everything, but um, I think they brought a lot more to the conversation than I could alone, which is obviously always the case and why we even have conversations in the first place. And um, it was also so nice to get Vivek's perspective as a guy um, because typically I think I, while well, Sasha has sort of been like my main <laughs> co-conspirator with like with our interest in this topic and I tend to talk to other like women about it, I, I don't know if I've ever really talked to any guys about it. I feel like every time I bring it up, to guys they have either not heard of it or they're not interested and uh so yeah it was just a, like a really fun a conversation I feel like we could have gone on longer but we all have lives to get to so hopefully I don't know maybe we'll be able to have um sort of adjacent conversations in the future I think that would be really fun but anyway I hope you enjoy this episode and um I I know it's been a while since I've posted one. I you know what that's just my vibe. I just a when when the mood strikes, when the inspiration strikes, that's when an episode will come out. Um I've tried to do you know like more consistent things, and I'm just like not a very consistent in person maybe in general I'm kind of a little all over the place and that's okay so yes anyway without uh, further ado here is the episode okay so I'm here with Sasha and Vivek um we okay so we're gonna be talking about pickup artists which is just it's like one of my favorite like secret interesting topics because <laughs> like, I feel like it's just like a weird thing to care at all about um and Recently, there was a there's a new podcast um by Mike Sasha. Do you remember his last name? Um, no, one? you know what?
2: I can't because White Lotus has been on tonight. I think Mike White, so I don't <laughs> oh. know this other Mike's
1: last name. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah. say like I've been watching White Lotus, so I can't remember any other facts at all, <laughs> which I um relate to. um But anyway, one thing in
0: my head at, at a time. Yeah, uh, Sarah, true. please.
1: Don't. <laughs> exactly. Um so there's a book called there's a podcast called Books If Books Could Kill and one of the hosts Mike something is also was the host of You're Wrong About and also current host of co-host of Maintenance Phase. Um he's a journalist. So anyway, they they're doing these, you know, podcast episodes about books and they did the game and it's actually so funny because the first episode came out, which was not the game. And I texted Sasha and was like, have you seen this (laughs) new podcast? I wonder if they'll do the game. And then they did it like two weeks later or something. So, oh, Michael Hobbs. Thank you. So anyway, I listened to it and it just kind of got me thinking back about podcast, about pickup artists, um, which was a topic of conversation that Sasha and I were very into like 10 years ago. And um, I just think it's interesting. Cause I think it's like a very polarizing topic or most people I think, um, hate, like talk about it in a very sort of like disgusted way. Um, <laughs> but I maybe have other opinions and um, I brought Sasha and Vivek to have a conversation with me because I'm, I think, actually like don't really know what you guys are gonna say so I'm very curious I think let's start by like just going saying like what are how did you even get into pickup artists like what was your introduction to it or like why were you interested in it in the first place and like what's your experience with it um Vivek do you want to go first
0: sure you know how they say <laughs> gentlemen first right
1: <laughs> yeah. first. That's uh, what, <laughs> that's
0: well, uh I uh let's see pick pickup artists I think I randomly came across the game a long time before I was even interested in it, and uh, you know it it didn't it didn't it didn't strike anything in me like i it, I was like, oh, interesting. okay. He's talking about uh there's all these internet handles in the book, and uh you know, I was like, who's gonna read this? This seems super boring. <laughs> and then like five years went by uh, five or six years went by and I became the person that read it like three times, four <laughs> times over and over again. Uh, and it was just interesting to me because, um, how I got into it, I was like the definition of a late bloomer. Um, very like I, I grew up very religious, right. Uh, I was just very sexually repressed, I would say. Um, partly repressed, partly just like, I wanted to be a monk. So I had a lot of, Sexual guilt in in, in me, uh, and it was, it was. I had no idea how to date at all. And when I made the decision that I did want to date, and I wanted to, uh, you know, put myself out there that, in that in that that way, and you know, start this part of my life. There's, there's like not a lot of resources for young men on what to do. You know, there's a lot of resources for women of all ages in general. You know, like there's Cosmo. <laughs> in general and like, about it, all, all topics. <laughs> like older women, younger women. Like, yeah, about dating is like, I think that's almost an industry, right? But with men, there's this vacuum and you couldn't admit that you needed help with this. Like nobody tells guys what to do or boys definitely um, what to do. It's just a lot of like, random, uh, advice thrown together. Sometimes your uncle will say something, sometimes that all that is, if you can admit to your parents that you, you want to date at all, which in Indian culture is kind of a no, no, like now, now things are changing, but I was like, I no way I could have ever, you know, talked to my parents about that. That's not going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I found this book and, uh, you know, the book came back into my life and I, I kind of like I was like wait a sec if you get past the first chapter uh which is which is kind of, kind of a little bit uh weird mysteries crying all kinds of <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> fine and then and then um and then you you, you get a little bit into it it's like really interesting it's a very neil strauss is a very good storyteller so um so yeah i got into it i was like kind of thrilled and i was like very very interested in it so i read the game a bunch of times and then uh and then I, I got into the whole world of pickup artistry a little bit, you know, online. Um, you know, oh, indirect game, direct game, what is this, what is that, what do you do with <laughs> all the a lot of ridiculous kind of <laughs> routines and, and and so on and so forth, you know, I was it, all that stuff never worked for me and I never really had it felt so weird. I never actually implemented any of it, um, or or almost any of it. And uh ultimately it kind of became a laughing, you know, it became a thing I, I ended up laughing at quite a bit. But at some point when I was like young and desperate, it was it was probably, uh, oh yeah, huh, this is how you do things, you know, in the dating world. So that's kind of my introduction to it.
1: Interesting. It, it, that made me, you brought up like a few different things that I think we'll maybe touch back to later. Um, But that also just made me think maybe we should say like what the game is and also like what I always, like, assume that everyone knows what it is, but... um, It's like the Bible,
0: Sarah. You should not
1: Have you seen it? It's leather bound. You know. If anyone's not heard of the Bible, let me just explain um, what that is. Um, But the game... So the game was this book written by Neil Strauss about... It's, like, sort of a memoir and, like, look into this, like, world of pickup artists, which are, like, this basically community of men who were... um, like, I think that that he sort of originally describes it as, like, so this guy Mystery that Vivek mentioned sort of was, like, the original, like, created this list. I mean, what he says he did was, like, observe sort of alpha men or, like, guys who were good at picking up girls and basically wrote down, like, figured out what are they doing and then kind of um, made it into, like, a manual <laughs> for men. And then that sort of grew into this um, pickup artist world, which I think is, you know, maybe bigger than just that but um Neil Strauss kind of got into this world and so he kind of wrote about it and that's I think what sort of made the whole topic of pickup artists even become sort of mainstream in a way um did I miss any important like little points for people to know
2: I think it also kick started this into popular culture because I don't know like I feel like the word negging is now something that people use in day-to-day life but it came from the game and then I'm pretty sure mystery had a vh1 show
1: yeah after yep. the
2: game came out too so I think that really kickstarted this into this kind of pop culture
1: yeah before but that it was
2: this really it was kind of this underground you didn't know what's happening someone was coming up to you in a bar if you're a woman and doing these things you have no idea they're a pickup artist after that came out you're
1: like oh I saw this I've heard of this <laughs>
2: They're coming after me
1: but also guys pick up girls in bars anyway Way, right, yeah. like so. I guess you wouldn't know until after you read it. Like, oh, is this something from the game specifically, mm-hmm. or is this just like a charismatic guy <laughs> or something? Yeah. I mean, we were not. I was not going to bars at the time. So I think I was about eighteen. Um, I was not officially going to bars at the time. I'll I'll say. Um, okay. So Sasha, what was your kind of introduction to it, and what what kind of got you interested in pickup artists?
2: I um. Let me know if my internet cuts out because it's being weird. Okay. Um, I was introduced to the game, but not. I don't know if I was introduced to the game first. I think I was introduced first to pickup artists, and I was not even 18. I think I was 16 or 17. I had a boyfriend when I was 16 or 17, or a guy that I was dating. That was you don't super have to brag. Empty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had a boyfriend, you guys, when I was 16. It's pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. And he was into pickup artists, and I don't know how he learned about it. I think he learned about it from somewhere on the internet. He was also simultaneously super into Tucker Max, which, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think those things have to necessarily go together because Tucker Max, especially like what he did back then, was kind of gross, but they were very similar paths. So he would write his own blogs on his MySpace, trying to be a little bit Tucker Max style. And then a lot of what he did was inspired by pickup artists. And I, at 16, was just like very fascinated by people that would break social norms. To me, that was just so cool. That if you're like, this is what everyone does, and I can act a little bit outside of what everyone else is doing. So that's how I first learned about pickup artists. And then I think the game came out around that time. So I took it and I read it all. And I remember just being like, this is so crazy. These people were like, you know what? I don't know how to pick up women. Someone, I don't know who these people were, but someone was like, I don't know how to pick up women. So I'm going to observe people that can do it and i'm going to try to put this almost like scientific lens to it. i want to break it down into components and say guys that are really good with women they just kind of make fun of them. you know, they tease them a little in a way but it's a certain kind of teasing. they're not mean to them. it somehow doesn't turn them off and that's what negging is. we have to stand out. that's what peacocking is. another thought in pickup artists like this whole pickup artist universe is if you want to get with a girl if you want to get with her that night, ideally you change locations because spending five hours in one location doesn't build the same kind of bond as if you go to three locations. And I just thought that was really cool. I mean, it sounds crazy to say like, I thought it was really cool, but that was it. I'm like, this is fascinating. These guys are, you know, pioneers. (laughs) They're figuring things out. And that was my introduction to it. And I didn't really do anything with that because I am a woman. And I was always raised with this kind of idea that like women don't have to pick anyone up. They're just, we just exist. And then there's these people out there that are coming to pick us up. And I was always just like very fascinated with that as well. So I just spent a lot of time reading about pickup artists. Sarah and I went and infiltrated a pickup artist conference once as well, just because I'm like, who are these people? This is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I'm glad that you remember like so many of the specifics from the book. I was thinking I should go back and like read some of it to refresh my memory but I don't have it anymore and I didn't want to buy it. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's really like, I think what drew me in and I I think Sasha, you're the person who taught me about Pickup Artists and got me into it. And I think I was- Good fascinated by it for the same reasons of just, um, just being interested in like social dynamics really. And, and I think it also really, you know, to this day, I still think of some of the things that they talked about, uh, and in terms of like the dynamics, cause I think it helped in some ways me understand myself better, um, in terms of why am I, repelled or drawn to guys and certain behavior that they're exhibiting especially like in that kind of introductory period like I think I don't didn't remember the thing about you know one location versus you know multiple locations but that totally makes sense to me and I feel like I'm like yeah that that tracks and um you know the nagging which I think has been I think that's something that from talking to a few friends (laughs) um that people really hate because I think people really interpret it as like belittling and diminishing. But to me, I interpret it as teasing and playful teasing and banter, which I do think is like an integral part of flirting. Um, obviously, anything can be sort of like misu- misunderstood and misused, but to me, that was like sort of the essence of it. And then, yeah, so Sasha and I sort of, yeah, infiltrated this um, pickup artist conference. I don't even know how we found out about it, but we ended up meeting someone who was uh maybe like high I don't know how to say this like higher up in the ranks (laughs) um and he got us in and they were doing like like it was a whole I mean it was the whole thing I think we saw this guy talk about like selling beanie babies um for profit like you know who it was actually I I know exactly
2: what this is I because for me like I I read the game but I was and everything online, like I was in the forums, the guys were in just <laughs> reading and lurking Spying. for just, fa- I just was really fascinated by it for a big yeah. chunk of time. So it was the Neil Strauss's conference, because after he had the game, he had his own, like, I don't know what the term is, pickup academy style something. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it was at one of those conferences that he did in LA. So I knew about it. And I said, let's go. And we like sat outside. <laughs> and then we, like, I, we talked to a guy that was coming by. Yeah, like We just, we tried to p- pick, we picked him up. We picked him up. up, Haha, the tables have turned. Ha-ha. <laughs> and he just took us in. And then the guy that was talking about Beanie Babies, that was Tim Ferriss. Yeah, um, I don't know if oh. you guys are familiar. That was Tim Ferriss on his four-hour work week tour I, or some kind of tour because <laughs> he's God. brought it up. He has talked about pickup artists and he's brought up that he's spoken at that before. And at this point in my life, like he was there, we saw him talk and I didn't think about it, but I have listened to hours <laughs> of the Tim Ferriss show. yeah. And so like now I feel like I'm like, oh, I remember I saw that guy who I now feel like I know like my, one of my closest friends.
1: Tim Ferriss, one of my closest (laughs) friends. His eyes lit up when he said Tim Ferriss. Isn't that, it's crazy, (laughs) right? When I realized that. That was Tim Ferriss. I knew it was someone who is like, continues to be famous like I knew it was but yeah that's crazy that Tim him. Ferris
0: got you guys insight
1: no he was, no, no that, that was the so Beanie Baby guy. Cool. we okay. walked in and Tim Ferris was giving a presentation Presenting,
0: okay mm-hmm. wait but, Beanie
1: but Beanie Beanie. how
0: did you so you found out about it from the forums and then mm-hmm. you guys decided to show up somewhere in LA at the convention yeah
1: and we then you up. talked
0: to someone who was at the an attendee and then attended the rest of the sessions for free nice
1: we didn't go Mm -hmm. to like the rest of them because I think what they were doing was during the day they would have these you know for example Tim Ferriss come and speak and on different things like he was not talking about dating he was talking about business Mm -hmm. um and then they think at night they would go to clubs to people clubs is the right word yes (laughs) bars and practice like picking up women um so we just were there for one day and we kind of you know just walked around and talked to some different people and i i thought it was fascinating cuz we met some of the people who were like really in the pickup artist world mm-hmm. and i remember we hung out with some of them like after and we also met just some people who were attending and everyone was like just very nice i don't know that's mm-hmm. like all i really remember is just everyone was very nice like i remember talking to one guy who was like oh i'm married like i'm not interested in picking up women i'm i want to get better at like my business relationships and just socializing in general. And then there were some like kind of weird, weird guys who would just try to use, you know, the lines of, yeah, but like directly from the game <laughs> on us. And we were like, no, but we know like what you're, <laughs> we've read the book. So we know that, um, yeah. uh, we weren't brought in as like women to yeah. To use the lines on they were sort of just awkward um but mostly everyone was very nice and like very respectful and like I didn't feel creeped out at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) which now thinking back I'm like I feel more creeped out (laughs) like public space (laughs) than I do like Mm -hmm. you know around these guys which I think I don't know is part of um I don't know. So part of the reason like I wanted to talk about this, because I I think people have like a very negative association with pickup artists and they mm-hmm. say that it's like manipulative and um like harmful to women and like all of these things. And I don't know, like what's have you guys heard people talk about pickup artists and and what's like your what do you think about that? Or I don't know. And Vivek, I'm sure you have like a maybe a different perspective as like a guy who is sort of like in and on the uh, um, on the sites than. I think a lot of women feel like victimized by it somehow, or I'm not sure. I am.
2: I've heard women say they feel victimized, but I feel like the term is even victimized. They just think it's predatory, you know, like they think men that are out there are kind of predatory that they're not being authentic or genuine, Mm -hmm. that they're just out there for one thing. There's all of these ideas in there. And I actually, you know, I think it's the same as with anyone else, even people that aren't like pickup artists or following these set of rules. There's men out there that are probably just trying to get to know you. And then people, not even men, just there's people out there that are predatory, people out there that aren't. But it's just the thought of it being this conscious, I feel like it's this unsaid thing in society that this is happening. And for some people, when you go, no, this is a conscious move. Like these people are consciously trying to pick up women. They're like, oh no,
1: I don't want any man like that.
2: You're like, no, but you probably, it does happen. They just aren't saying it.
1: Yeah, and I liked Vivek, like when you first said, you know, you can't admit that you need help. Like, I think that's the Mm -hmm. key thing, right? Like we have this idea that like charm, like I think that people's problem with it is not the predatoriness or the manipulation or anything like that. I think it's that it's breaking this illusion of like, that some people are charming and some people are not charming. And I think that's what bothers people is that, and I don't think anyone will ever admit this, <laughs> but I think it's the feeling of like, oh, you tricked me into thinking that you're charming and cool naturally. And I don't like, but actually you're, you're not or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Or, or that's something that you had to learn. Like we, we want to believe that it's, innate or something. And I think that's this unspoken thing that we can't like get over. Like to me, I think that's the thing that people actually have a problem with that no one's admitting. What do you think?
0: <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I was going to say, so I, I, I wrote on a couple of things that, that came up when you guys were talking. One um, is like, <clears throat> so the way the pickup artists started, like let's say mystery, right? Mystery is this in in some sense the progenitor or godfather of this whole thing that started online. Uh, but he so mystery was a magician. Okay. He wanted that's what he wanted. He wanted attention. His mom was very his dad was. I mean, the, the, the game is actually a very well-written book. When you go into the emotional dynamics between mystery and his dad, which who Neil Strauss meets in the book, it's one of the most moving. Uh, you know, moving parts of the book. Mystery for this guy who's like always picking up girls and, you know, uh, living this life of like, uh, you know, they have this Project Hollywood thing or whatever, like, the, you know, he this guy, you know, apparently on the outside lives this glamorous life, but the vast amount of the bro- book, this guy's just crying, right? And I don't want to make fun of men expressing their emotions. It's not funny with the way he's crying. This guy's like really... I mean, a lot of the time, this guy's traumatized by his upbringing, <laughs> his dad. He feels like he was, you know, there's this there's this moment in the book where he's like randomly sobbing at like 5 a.m. He's like, I just wanted a Mr. Miyagi. I just wanted a Mr. Miyagi. I just wanted someone to teach me mentorship, you know, like so you can't separate the game from, I think, a few different strands in American culture. One is general fatherlessness, you know, to some extent, you know, higher rates of divorce that, that, you know, that, that lowered later in the nineties, but like, You know, you had a whole generation, seventies, eighties, you know, coming after the sexual revolution, that you know, a lot of people had, you know, were growing up without dads, and so so that's that's one feeder. The other feeder is just the atomization of society. Like you had a lot of suburbanization. You had people, you know, moving out from the cities and the inner cities to the suburbs. You know, there's a lot of there's no density, you know, there's, people are getting lonelier, people have to get cars to go see their friends, you know, people are becoming more and more alone, isolated, and then the internet comes in, you know, you have video games and the internet, so a lot of people, there's a lot of isolation, right, and so that's the cultural, socio-cultural conditions that create, uh, you know, the need for something like this, right, uh, So, so when you remember that, Mystery was this computer nerd magician guy who imitated what he saw. He went, to, he went to bars and looked at it like a lab. And he's like, okay, I have no idea why these guys are cool or why they're popular, but I'm gonna try to deconstruct this and say, oh, these are the elements that make somebody popular, right? So it's completely reverse engineered. Mystery was never cool, never cool. He didn't grow up cool. And after he did all this, you need only one look at the guy You know, just go and look at him on YouTube. Nobody's going to think this guy's cool. He's actually very (laughs) wholesome, but there's nothing cool about him, okay? And so what this guy did was just reverse engineer what he thought the cool kids were probably thinking in their head, which is totally wrong, right? Negging, for example, he comes at it from a completely, that's, it's just not true that what makes it attractive is, to, to the extent that it works, it's just not true that it's because it lowers the woman's self-esteem. It's just stupid. That's just not what happens. It establishes you as somebody who's not intimidated and who can flirt and who can tease. That's what's actually happening. And that happens in every conversation with every, like it happens with girls. It happens with like with guys and girls and guys and guys. Guys are always teasing each other, right? But when a girl comes in and they're all like, oh my God, I have to behave differently. No, no, no. behave, be, be yourself, be natural. Re- you know, you can you can a little gentle ribbing is like very attractive, right? Because it shows that you're confident. You can you can, you know, my phrase is benevolent transgressions. Humor and flirting is about benevolent transgressions. You know, you I make small transgressions, but they're yeah. they're benevolent, right? Uh Negging is this kind of weird. When you're understanding it as negging, it's so ugh, it's like it's a malevolent transgression. It's framed as one, but that's not what works. Girls will like if it's really malevolent, it just comes off as loser, right? It, uh, whatever, I, you know, I'm not attracted to that. But benevolent transgressions just indi- indicate confidence. It indicates that you can transgress a little bit. Indicates that you're comfortable with yourself. It indicates that it's okay if somebody takes it slightly the wrong way you're, you're okay with them walking away. That's confidence, right? That's, that's just how humor works too. And improv stand up, you know, saying slightly, but benevolently outrageous things uh, works really well, right? Why? Because it's a benevolent transgression. You're indicating confidence uh, you're puncturing tension. It's just like, and for the generally in the masculine, it's just like the feminine can relax in the presence of something like that. You know, you know, you're like, ah, You've got this. You've got this. The the guy who can do that, he's kind of you know got it a little bit. He's got the interaction, and so so things like that. So mystery never understands the reason why things work. He's just like, oh, you know what, that thing. Let me just make up a reason why <laughs> some surface level behaviors might work. Uh, you know, so it's so that's the that's why that's where all this came from. So this is not really what what's considered attractive. This comes from very a lot of reverse engineering. So anyway, that's my first point. <laughs>
1: That's really like two others. that's, that's really point. interesting. I want to come back to your next points, yeah. but that, yeah, that's fascinating. I never really thought of it as um like not understanding the reason behind it or and I don't you know, I can't it's hard for me to recall like the specifics, but um, but yeah, that's funny of like seeing seeing the behavior and then like misinterpreting it and and i I also do kind of wonder if like I, I don't know, I'm like as a girl, like did I just input my own reasoning because I don't remember it being about like lowering herself esteem other than in reaction to the situation where it's like girls are at a bar and guys are just constantly coming up to them and being like oh you look so beautiful um which is like another you know like that's a that's I think like a real thing of guys just like overly being like overly complimentary but I think really the problem with it which I think that He does kind of touch on is like or the way that I would interpret it is guys coming up to girls and and essentially you know being like oh you're so beautiful and then kind of like staying there and that's another thing of like the establishing like higher value or whatever by like coming in doing your little pickup line and then leaving which I think is an important part of it at least for me because you don't want to go and then make the girl responsible for you by being like well now we're hanging out and she's like I'm here with my friends or whatever, like maybe she wants to hang out with you. Maybe she doesn't but it's putting a lot of pressure. But Sarah,
0: they don't actually leave. It's called a false time constraint. Oh, sorry. So you, you, you go in, you're like, hey, I got to leave in a couple of minutes, but, but I just, life more, men or women? Oh my God. It's I know. So, How many so times terrible. has
1: someone come up to me and said that? But, <laughs> but you have to throw in that a false year.
0: time constraint. <laughs> so you don't actually leave. I know, but According leave- to the tenets of the book, you okay. just make the girl think you're going to leave by lowering your defenses <laughs> and saying throwing a false sign straight.
1: <laughs> to be honest, I think that would work. But the other day, <laughs> the other day I was telling, I was talking to a friend of mine because we were at um, a bar and there was a girl he was like kind of into, it and I was like, okay, how do we do this? Like, you should go up to her, and I was kind of like telling him about like neg- I was like kind of talking about pickup artists, and I was like, what you need to do is you need to go over and you need to give just give her a little compliment and then keep walking. Like, just be like, hey, cool jacket. And then keep walking to go get whatever from something from the bar or whatever, so that you established contact, but you're not like, hey, and then you just linger because I think it's like the lingering for me that's like so like, hit or miss, like you don't know if someone yeah. wants to hang out with you. So it's like nice to just establish familiarity. We're going to write a new book. Vivek, I think you should head it. The new game, where you it's, once the, the move, the move is the nice jacket, and you keep going. It's like pass by comment. I think right because then you establish the connection.
0: How is that going to work, Sarah?
1: Well, then you have to come back around.
0: <laughs> See, yeah, I mean, well, so you you do you do a drive by? Yeah, you do a drive by. Yeah, yeah. Okay, drive by compliment, and then and then but and then, then you, you have to come back and make another reason to talk. To, like I, to me, this is weirder. I agree, lingering is super weird. <laughs> But that's why you have the false time constraint.
1: (laughs) Hey, I only have five minutes, but cool jacket. What else do you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) about? For only five minutes though, because I have to go.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, my buddies are out there. I got to leave in a second, but I couldn't help but notice.
1: (laughs) I like the thing of like asking uh, an opinion. Yeah, like who do you think lies, more men or women? Like, um... But hey, my friends and I, because right then you establish you have friends. My friends and I were just <laughs> we just discussing. What do you think? People love giving an opinion. Okay, so exactly, you know, what? and
0: that's that's where a lot of the openers came up. uh yeah. in, you know, in the game, uh, who likes more men or women? Oh, my mm-hmm. buddy's in the Maury Povich show. What do you think? Uh, you know, should he say he's the father? I don't know some shit like that. I use
1: um. <laughs> do you like peanut M and peanut butter M and M's or? Reese's pieces better once on someone. Did it work? I mean, I think we like chatted (laughs) a little. Sorry,
0: Sarah. uh, Sorry, Sasha. You were
2: gonna say something. (laughs) I interrupted you. I I have so many thoughts. It's so tough. I the one thing earlier, Sarah, you were talking about negging and how you know it sounds like just you go and insult someone. And I (laughs) think what I always thought about before too that was very interesting is people that were into this you know community. Like how varying the people's success were. Like some people went and they were naturally good at just kind of ribbing and teasing. And uh, I love the, what is it, the benevolent transgression? Great. Yeah, I love that. I love that. that. And they're good at that. But then there's some people that it never came natural. And when the same (laughs) words came out of their mouth, it was like, oh (laughs) God, like what the hell, man? Like that is inappropriate. And I've always been fascinated by what is happening that like the exact same situation, one guy can do it and it's great Mm -hmm. and for some people you're like no (laughs) no man (laughs) that was mean you just came in here or it was just weird maybe not even mean it's just weird and I've always been fascinated by like what and I don't have an answer like what is that crux that makes it natural for some people and unnatural and I always think it's something about like the intention something about where it comes from within that makes that difference and so no matter what I've always believed that with this pickup artist community that there's some people they could have read all these books and been doing it for twenty years, and they never kind of crack the code. You know, it never works naturally. And some people are just they can learn. And take, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes it could be just you know following this. You have to be yourself. And you said that yourself yourself earlier, Vivek. You have to be yourself. And if yourself doesn't work in this way, then maybe you just have to drop it. I was gonna say something
1: else, but I already forgot that one too. Okay, what are your next two points then, Vivek?
0: Uh, if I could just jump in on oh, this yeah, and then I'll, 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 hit the other two. Uh, the thing is like pickup artistry as like this reverse engineered process never worked for me. It was terrible. And I actually did take a pickup artist workshop, right? I paid, I don't know, definitely over a thousand dollars. I don't know how much it was, but there was a payment plan and all that. So anyway, I can, I can give you like, I can talk for hours about this. There's like pickup, there's indirect game, like what mystery you did and what style did and what, uh. All the artists basically in in, in the game did was is indirect, right? It's where you're hiding your intentions. You're playing this elaborate little game of false time constraints and this and that and all that stuff. There was a school that developed, and there's one guy who was in, in the pickup artist book. It's like this very gross looking, I mean, sorry to say, but like this old guy with the smoker's cough and stuff like that, who's like a big pickup artist and he was very successful getting all kinds of like really pretty girls to sleep with him. And his, I think they make one mention of it in there it his name is David X in the book, right? And if you just Google David X right now, you, you, can, you can see his face like, okay. Anyway, so this guy's school of thought and a lot of other pickup artists after the game, like a good five, six years after, uh, you know, piggybacked on that kind of philosophy of direct game where you just are a man and you have balls, right? you don't hide your intentions you know you you put it on the line you're respectful but you you are honest with your intentions um, that kind of thing so i took i took a workshop in that in the more so a lot of that style is like there's this bifurcation between like a little bit more creepy guys uh, that you know just just doesn't it's direct but it's not respectful and not mm-hmm. responsive most importantly right to boundaries and then the other side is like where uh, it is responsive to boundaries. And a lot of those guys taught meditation. They taught like martial arts, like James Marshall. Uh, like you can go and watch on YouTube, these infield videos of guys, you know, they'll they'll watch, approach women on the street. They, they stayed out of clubs. The direct game pickup artists stayed out of clubs. They approached women in not like non-bar settings, like grocery store street in, on the street. Like they call it day game, like just during the day, you know? And... Yeah, yeah. I used to watch a lot of those videos on YouTube. And you you'll see, like somebody will, you know, they'll they'll make out with someone in like 15 minutes of talking to them on the street, you know, and, and without hiding their intentions. They'll just be like, hey, I thought you were really cool. Uh, blah, 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 this, 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 and, you know, make a compelling case for having a conversation on the street. And a lot of that seemed more honest to me. But anyway, I did take a thing, a a, 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 a workshop once. Didn't work for me. It was like kind of weird, but you know. I, I realized that a lot of this, when, when I just became a little bit more confident, healed some of my emotional wounds and stuff like that, I became fairly natural at this, at the thing that, you know, people were trying to contrive and, you know, reverse engineer. So that's, that's the, that's the point I wanted to make, which is like, you, yeah, you can't probably, why does it work for some guys and other, not other guys? I think it's like, are they authentic and are they being themselves to some extent? And it's like, to me, my biggest advice for people who are failed pickup artists is just do improv. Like, just just do improv. Become comfortable with who you are. Become comfortable just talking, making jokes. You know, let your natural like. Sarah and I know people at the at the comedy theater who are like super socially awkward, but they're hilarious on stage, right? And you know, I, I'm thinking of a couple of people on 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 a couple of teams that, you know, they'll just say the most random things every now and then, but that's their style. And it's like very, very funny. So, uh, and another example that came to mind was like on Mad Men, there's, you know, there's a, oh my God, there's a great scene that capt- captures this. This very, very charming uh, protagonist of Mad Men called Don Draper. He, you know, he messes up in a presentation at some point in his, in his past. And he tells us um, his, his subordinate who also has messed up in a presentation, which is like, you know, uh, you know, I said the wrong thing. And, you know, make a joke about how they said the wrong. Like, I can't believe you guys have the balls to come back in here after what you did, after you're embarrassing yourselves last time. Right? That's the line. Okay, that's the line that Don Draper used. And it made everybody laugh and lowered the temperature. And this guy goes and uses it where he was the offender, right? He He was the one who embarrassed himself last time and insulted them. Uh, and he says it, and he's off the business. He's like, he's fired off the business because it goes so badly, right? Why does it work? I think it works because Don's Don, and Don does Don's thing, right? That's his sense of humor. It's a little bit, and people know where he's coming from. This guy's sense of humor is totally different. So, you know, different people have different sense of humor, different ways to approach. um, Anyway, so that's still on that point. My other two points, I'm sorry if I'm talking a lot, but one point was, I think you already touched on it, Sasha. I think, uh, Sarah, I should say, you were you were saying, you know, people. Why do people find it kind of off-putting to talk about pickup artists? I think the thing is, like, pickup artists have this whole, um, you know, this idea that you could want to get better at dating is a totally wholesome idea, right? Like, that's where incel culture comes from. Is actually queer women who couldn't get a date in the late 90s and the early 2000s. That's where coined the term incel, involuntarily celibate. That comes from a culture of very, very, very closeted and very socially awkward queer women who were trying to get a date and trying to give each other social tips. That's where the word incel comes from. Pickup artists, the thing is like... So so we know there's nothing wrong with wanting to get better at dating, but the thing with pickup artists is like, I think... it project like it was. It was this stream that fed. It's. It was a moment in our pop culture that fed. It became very toxic and took the misogyny parts of pickup pickup artist culture. Which, for example, there's a, there's an example in the book where there's there's a stick figure drawing of a woman. Uh, there's hair and there's this and all that stuff. And they're like, ah, here's how you make the hair. Oh, your hair looks great. Oh, it would be better if it was down. <laughs> something like oh you, you know you're I whatever.
2: think that would it, work on me. <laughs> I would be so like like depending on how it's said that's what it is. Depending like, on how it's said. Like, what yeah. did you say? Why did you just say that to me like Especially all
0: right out of context I mean like hey your shoes are great. I think I saw it on know, a flea market. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, I'd be you, like you, cool. It's a backhanded compliment. You give a compliment. <laughs> so basically if you read that diagram, that drawing went kind of viral and people were like, oh my God, you're just trying to say mean things at every body part of a woman. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. Oh, this is good, but it's bad. This is good, but it's bad. Like you're just backhanded complimenting everything. It's so bad. <laughs> That's so and funny. There's two bifurcations of the pickup. The pickup artist movement kind of degenerated completely. right? It, I mean, it kind of like evolved into other things. It fell apart, but it became two things. In my view, one thing is like it fed into like this deep misogynistic direction. Where the ins, you know, like which is what became today's incels. And the other side is a lot of those pickup artists became super into therapy meditation it became the men's move there's a men's conscious men's movement online uh quite a bit you know they talk about fighting they talk about having male friends you know combating the epide- ep- epidemic of male loneliness men are very very unlikely to have like irl friends today like if you uh it's it's one of the most important trends in america is is the loneliness of single men you know um and so yeah so the men's movement online is you know is fighting it's uh, it's a lot about having friends to connect with a lot of a lot of it has to do with meditation you know cold exposure uh you know how to become a better better guy so a lot of that fed into the self-improvement direction personal development direction and and became you know the kind of uh therapy bros we have today and uh you know that kind of thing so yeah, it was this bifurcation that I wanted to talk about.
2: I agree. I went in that direction too. Since I was very in a pickup artist, I've gone into the men's wellness direction. I'm like <laughs> cold therapy. Yeah. Should, I was yeah, going to say me. that too. I was like, Oh yeah. I, guys, I followed the direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're on the same path. We're just also on that path, which is hilarious, but you're right. Neil Strauss too has had a complete change. You know, he, I completely agree. And I'm glad you brought up insults because that's, I think the other direction that I saw it going to as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say Neil Strauss wrote a a whole book in 2018 about how all of it was bullshit. (laughs) It's called the truth
1: and it's about relationships.
0: And you know, the first chapter is him checking into sex rehab. (laughs) Like <laughs> you know, and how his childhood wounds really drove a lot of his behavior, uh, even after the game, you know, after the game, and you know, in his relationships, you know, looking at childhood trauma, like it really lays bare uh, a lot of his, um, he's very, very vulnerable. Book,
1: yeah, I think that's also like a good point talking about relationships because I think that's another critique that a lot of people have is that this isn't good for relationships and I feel like everyone's like pretty transparent that the pickup artist element is really for those initial interactions it really doesn't address how to be in a good relationship or it's really just how do you approach someone really I mean I think that's the how do you approach someone and establish some type of connection as I think at the core of it sort of like what it's trying to get at—it's not how to communicate with someone effectively. It's not how to maintain like a long-term relationship or, or form you know like vulnerable <laughs> intimacy or anything like that. Um, it's just about that initial thing, which I think is for a lot of people like the scariest part of a relationship is that that very beginning where you're going in, the other person ha- only having what they can see from you as their initial judgment and like, how do you, I mean, that's scary for anyone who's like at, at, at all self-conscious or at all has any type of like internal, you know, issues or whatever. Um, and so I think there's something that's, um, yeah, like, I don't think it's like a nefarious to want to make a good impression. Um, yeah. You, do you want to say something? The vague, but even, I have like, I want yeah.
2: to say that that's a, like that's a really good point because it kind of I think a lot of what turns people off is the assumption is that everyone's in this community is trying to just have sex but there's a lot of men out there that want relationships you know like I think a lot of them even that we're starting it like at the core what they wanted is a relationship but to get to the relationship you got to speak to a woman you know <laughs> and so they're just taking the first step you know And you're right. It doesn't teach like that part. It doesn't talk about that change. Like, well, how do you actually build trust? You can't keep negging them. You can keep negging them forever, actually, but in different ways, I guess. Negging might not be the term. I also, I wanted to pose a question to both of you. This was actually brought up in the Michael Hobbs podcast. And it's something I thought about before. They were talking about how this is really focused on women in their early 20s that if you go to older women these tactics are not going to work. This is something that works specifically on younger women in bars. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I was wondering if either of you have any
1: opinions on that. I have no idea.
0: But I think yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I was just going to say I I think people's like intentions maybe at different ages are different. Um So I I would think more than an age thing, and maybe this just kind of like naturally falls into age, like in general. But I think like what people are looking for, like I would imagine like someone who got married really young and then maybe had a family and then like got divorced and is having their like single time as an older woman might enjoy this more. Like I think it more maybe has Mm -hmm. to do with like what you're looking for. Like, are you looking to have a good, Time or are or do you sort of like have you done that a lot and you know like okay I'm I'm looking for something more substantial, um and you kind of have it maybe a different idea going in that's just a guess like going into inter initial interactions where you can just kind of be like yeah this guy's you know an f boy or or whatever um what do you think Vivek
0: I was gonna say yeah I think you're right about just generally people who are interested in more short-term versus mm-hmm. long-term, uh, dating or mating. But I think I would say, uh, in general, I agree with what you say, Sasha. It's like, it will, like anything is likelier to work on younger girls. Than, <laughs>
1: younger girls
0: whether it's pickup artists or anything else, like younger girls and younger men are just more naive. Everyone mm-hmm. younger is just slightly more naive. We all grow up and get more mature, right? Uh, You know, compared to our younger selves. So that's probably true of almost anything like younger girls are more likely to be into, I don't know, anything that you any mating strategy, it's going to be a little bit easier to Mm -hmm. if it's based on, I don't want to say deception, but any kind of game, any kind of dating strategy you, you can you can imagine It's probably going to be a little bit younger, uh, easier to work on younger girls, especially something like the slightly more shallow aspects of pickup artistry. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I think, I think so. I think it's true. I have no personal experience with that because for me, it all worked with only older women. (laughs) And for me, it's more like, Hey, are any like is so to me openness to nagging, for example, or openness to playfulness, like, which is the non-shadow side of that, which is the Uh, you know openness to flirtation you know uh, humor uh, being played with being polarizing you know playing a masculine role and a feminine role you know having a chase and a chaser like all those kinds of things like being playful I think that's true of any a woman of any age in fact older women like who know who know themselves very well and want to play that they can really own it really you know in an embodied way because you know uh there, there's a whole movement like just like there's a men's movement there's also a women's movement now uh, it's called the sacred feminine or whatever you know uh madeline moon and a lot of uh, john wineland those those folks teach a lot about feminine embodiment masculine embodiment like a lot of it is like this it's like being being in touch with your body being able able to embody femininity and uh masculinity and you know be able to polarize not be the same but essentially what's happening in that negging interaction what's happening is like one person is taking the aggressor role like playfully and one person is taking the uh oh you know coy role or whatever or stop it you know whatever that that thing We, we all know when we see it right uh and so i think i think that's true of a woman of any age it, it, you know, if when done consciously, anyone can, anyone can embody that, but as a tactic, yeah, probably anything is
2: mm-hmm.
0: likelier to work on a younger woman, but
2: yeah, does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. Like doing it right can be for any age doing it, you know, <laughs> when a way that, you know, right. Yeah. When right's not the term, but doing it with the way they actually read the situation, read the person you're actually reacting to the situation in front of yeah. you versus doing it based on a playbook and just saying like, woman playbook go that's more likely to work on younger women. I mean, I was, you're right. Everyone younger is more naive. I was completely like anything worked on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I also just, I know we don't have like a ton of time left, but I I feel like there are like a couple more things that this whole conversation kind of like brings up for me, which is the sort of like nefariousness or not of like having the intention to like have sex, (laughs) really. Like- because I feel like there's this assumption like, oh guys just go, you're just going to the bar to like meet someone to have sex. I'm like, I don't know. Like, is that bad? Like I, 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 to me, I'm like, if you're obviously, if you're being aggressive or if you're being molesty or like you're crossing some boundary, right. That's bad. If the girl's like very, specifically like hey I want a relationship and you're like yeah yeah and you like lie to them again that's like crossing a boundary that's bad but like I don't feel like it's inherently like nefarious or or manipulative or something to like have the intention to have like sexual interaction um casually or not um so I think that kind of, it kind of like brings that up for me. And then there was one more thing that I can't remember. So I'll just leave it on, on that.
2: I completely agree. That's all. Like, I completely agree. It's not like, it's okay to have that intention. Like it's so, it, we're humans, right? It's okay to be like, I want to go out and I want to meet someone to have sex. That's totally fine. As long as boundaries are respected. There is a lot, you know, the game hasn't aged perfectly. And I think there's a lot of things in there about consent that if you read it today, you go, oh God, that's not, you know, that's not fully consent. So I think there are some questions about that, but as long as, you know, there is actual consent, there's nothing wrong with going in with that intention. And I think a lot of it does talk to that direct versus indirect game that you're talking about earlier. Yeah. That's if it's, you know, direct, like who cares if you're like, I just want to have sex and they go, sure. Great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's joy. And You know, it could be how it's presented, but like you know, if you're offended that someone said that to you respectfully, it's not really you know anyone's fault. (laughs) Like it's not the person's fault for bringing it up. It's an offensive topic on its own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a beautiful point, uh, Sarah. You said like I think owning to me that's what really worked, and it has nothing to do with casual or not casual. I came from a very religious background. For me to just like for me, what changed everything was just accepting that it's okay to be sexual and to want to have sex with someone to ha- want to have sex in general to want to have sex with someone in particular there's nothing wrong with it and in fact it's 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 one of the most more primal expressions of who we are right it's one of the truest parts of so much in life is bullshit right we're just talking around things that are not mm-hmm. real this is such a real thing from from ourselves of course we have to be we have to have good uh, appropriate if have to treat it well and treat it with appropriate boundaries, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with it in general. In fact, it's a, it's a good thing. In my view, it's actually a good thing. Uh, being in touch with your sexuality and being embodied and uh, feeling the truth of it. It's, it's a very good thing. And um, so that's really what turned it around for me. Um, so that totally agree with there. Uh, uh, Sasha, I think you mentioned there's people who are uh, the indirect versus direct, right? I think there's, this idea that like, I think the manipulative part is, the reason the manipulative part of pickup artistry works in general is because we live in a society that's slightly, you know, there's a lot of sexual judgment eh, for men and for women, okay? And so a lot of the kind of cringy things that we look back on the game now and we're like, oh, she doesn't know what she wants, or, you know, something like, sometimes that's true, right? A girl will say she doesn't like, she wants to, but she wants you to give her a reason to, right? Because we live in a society that's, that's got a lot of shame and judgment and she can't just say, I do want to have sex with you. So you have to make, you know, it's gotta be, there's gotta be a reason that, you know, uh, a lot of those would read as manipulation, right? In some sense, but it, it's more adaptation to a very a, a society where there's a lot of sexual shame, right? And openly owning the fact that you want to have sex, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's like casual, you know, because of that, there's a lot of downstream effects. And this seems to be one of them because nobody can just come out and uh, that, that was my second point, by the way, which is like, nobody can just come out and own the intention and owning the intention doesn't mean you go and say, Hey, by the way, I really want to bang you. <laughs> That's, you know, <laughs> that doesn't mean owning the, owning the, I mean, you can, like yeah, you don't want to say something like that, which, which is kind of like a little bit weird, uh, <laughs> a little uncalibrated, I would say. But you can build up to it, and you calibrate your. It you, it 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 shows you how good you are at it. It signals how good you are at social interaction when you're able to pick up vibes <laughs> without saying something so uh, explicit, right? That's flirting. All flirting is is talking around something playfully, mm-hmm. right? Flirt—the whole magic of flirting goes away when you're like, oh, by the way, uh, you know, like it, it's the slight amount of possible deniability, you know, getting less and less over time, and you know, playing with each other—that's the fun in it, right? That's 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 just how it works. Um, yeah, and with no different with a sexual intention. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So that's a that's a great note, uh, Sarah.
1: Yeah. I like, I like what you said about that. Like there's, there is a whole dance that you do and it's talking like you have to do the dance, right? You can't just, you can't just go straight in. You have to do the dance. And I feel like the pickup artists, even though they did it maybe very imperfectly, they were trying to figure out how to do the dance. They're like, what are the steps? What's the choreography? Let's try to do it. (laughs) And, and so in some ways I'm like, I, I'm like, that's great. I'm so happy <laughs> for you. <laughs> you know, like I think the intention. I don't know. I, I guess everyone's intentions are different, but um there's something that I like about about it, even though it, it went in some ways horribly wrong <laughs> in, in some in some elements, and maybe like the mystery of it all is still in some ways like some somewhat still there. Do um, so either of you have? That was any- an amazing
0: line at the end. <laughs> no, no, that's. I feel like that's a great place to wrap yeah. it up because you said the mystery of it all.
1: <laughs> pun like, intended. Not going to be Everyone's that pun. Course, yes. Pull out your fuzzy hat, fuzzy top hat, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone, if Doggles. yeah, if you've Goggles. not seen <laughs> um, for all the listeners, if you've not seen a picture of mystery, please go Google. <laughs> in He's the six right seven, now. by the way. Yeah. Six, oh, is
0: he? He's six, seven. And he would wear, I mean, he was definitely over six, two or six, 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 four or something like that. But I think he would wear these huge platform boots <laughs> right on top of that. And wear this top hat. To, I mean, he so already like,
2: stands this. out at six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah.
0: And wear this big top hat. So like totally, he was like seven feet probably <laughs> with the top, with the hat. And he had these goggles on the hat and he had all kinds of weird chains and this and that yeah
1: everyone like, needs to yeah, look this person up like a he was just a magician
0: like this her. guy was he yeah. just mm, poor kid there's a magician inside <laughs> that just wanted to come out at every stage and he just he just made oh how can I make this more magic-y everywhere you know that's what he did
1: <laughs> I, I don't hate that um <laughs> I love it yeah, yeah. yeah um Sasha do you have any last words No, I don't. I just, I love this conversation. Yeah. I love it too. Thank you guys so much for talking to me about it. I feel like, I feel like I had a lot to say and I feel like, and a lot of thoughts about it. And I feel like you guys brought even more like nuance and, and other like ways of thinking about it, which I just like really appreciate. Um, so thank you so much for, yeah, joining me for this conversation about this like weird topic that we all (laughs) have some affinity for.
0: and all overlapped with at yeah. some point. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. absolutely. This is this is super fun. Thank you Sarah, and thank you Sasha.
2: Yeah, thank you.